Hey, welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's Josiah. It's so good to be with you. Um, one of the pastors here at Crosspoint Church and um, being committed to the habits of the Christian life here, prayer, fasting, Bible reading. Um, I love doing the Scripture Podcast because it's a part of that. It helps me stay committed. Um, I can't speak for you, but I'm a pastor and I constantly wander away from the habits and disciplines of the Christian life unless I am reminded. So I surround myself with reminders and uh, our Wednesday night prayer service keeps me plugged in. Uh, these scripture podcasts here keep me plugged in. Uh, they're just all I've, I've tried to place all these reminders. The Bible on my nightstand keeps me, um, the, you know, I just try to have all this stuff around me to keep me because if not, I wander away like a little kid and, and my life becomes all about me. And the only things I look at, read and listen to are things that can help me and my life gets miserable. And I, you know, so if you're at all familiar with any part of that process, then, hey, why not make the Crosspoint Scripture podcast a part of your uh, weekly reminder to stay plugged into Scripture? Okay, Um, a lot of, you know, the drill, we're going to go through uh, verse of the day uh, that's taken from you version, and we uh, will be looking at it in context and looking for for Christ in the verse and so on like that, and uh, I think it will help us, okay? So our verse today comes from what is known as the Beatitudes. You guys familiar with that, the Beatitudes? I don't know why. I've always found that name hard to live with. I just don't like the sound of it, the Beatitudes. I don't know. It just seems like the type of word or phrase that makes everybody who doesn't read the Bible, they're like, right, that's why I don't read the Bible, because there's something in there called the Beatitudes, and I don't know what that means. And I don't blame you, but that's why really the best thing you can do about the Bible is just get in and start reading it. Well, what the devil loves is for you to just hear a bunch of stuff about the Bible or read some books about the Bible. But if you ever get in and just start reading it, I th- I'm, I'm never surprised. Um, I'm always, rather, I'm always surprised by how much clearer and everything it is once I just start reading it. So why are they called the Beatitudes? I'm sure I learned some time ago what that means and why they're called that. But I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Right now, I can't remember. But I love. it's one of my favorite parts of Scripture, and it always has been. Is one of the things that I really deeply studied once I got sober at 21 years old. And so it's just always been a favorite of mine and there's a lot of power to it. So let's get down to it. Matthew 5, 10 um, is our verse of the day for today. Matthew 5, 10. And in the ESV, it reads, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. A few things here, that word blessed, um, it means, you know, we're pretty much, I, I think you probably understand, you know, blessed, but it does carry the idea of like blessed, like happy and in the right place and doing, you know, living an actually good life are those, okay? Blessed, happy, blessed by God are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is like everything Jesus says is just so awesome. As far and I, I, I don't mean that in a weird fanboy way. I mean when you really look at it, 
you just it's so neat the way it's put together so there's some contrast some sting in here and there's supposed to be it goes throughout the whole beatitudes and we'll look at that in a second but just look at it here blessed are those who are persecuted you're supposed to go what you know it's just it's such a tasty like what's he saying this is either the craziest thing i've ever heard or or, or maybe it's good but one way or another, you're not bored by it, you know? Why? How, how can I be persecuted and blessed? Exactly. It's supposed to perk your ears up, okay? And then persecuted for righteousness sake. Like, what's that? Don't people usually good to good people? Like, if I'm good, if I do things that are righteous, if I have righteous behavior and attitude, why would anyone persecute me? Well, that's a good question. But I think as we look throughout uh, history and church history, you'll see it's actually true. I'm right. Nice guys finish last. Um uh, if you're really good, people will take advantage of you, <laughs> you know. Uh, blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake. And then, comma, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> so, Jesus doesn't stop whipping you around to the end, and that's just one verse. So, first of all, you're blessed when you're persecuted. What? Persecuted for righteousness' sake? Why would anyone do that? And if I'm a, But now, if I'm a persecuted person, how is the kingdom of heaven mine? Okay? So, all these things are said by Jesus in a way that's supposed to be crunchy and, and wonderful and to get your attention, and it does. So, just try now look the beatitudes well studied and um books and books and books written on it and one of jesus's most famous sermons and just on and on so we have to be very careful to stay you know and keep it brief here but just to begin to shine some light using the context okay first of all all of them all of the beatitudes are have that same contrast tastiness to them so go up to verse three Matthew 5, verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit. Okay, you get the idea. You're already going, what? Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. What? For they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Really? I mean, it doesn't look like meek people are inheriting the earth. It looks like if you have a tank, you might inherit the earth, but meek people. Six, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. Seven, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, so you get the idea. And then it goes on. He really digs in in verse 11. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. And then verse 12 is the payoff, okay? This is where you really want to pay attention. So we're hungry and thirsty for righteousness. We're persecuted. We're meek. We're peacemakers. We're poor in spirit. Verse 12, rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Okay? So this is Jesus. It says, um, verse 1, Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying. So as far as we know, Jesus is talking to his disciples here, and I'm sure there's other people listening in, but just from the context, he's talking to these guys who are going to carry on his ministry from there. I think you guys remember how Jesus' ministry went. I mean, there was definitely um, beautiful times because many people followed him and loved him, and he healed people and opened blind eyes and even raised the dead and he preached righteousness and uh you know he loved the poor and the down and out and he died on the cross not only for our sins but for the sins of the whole world and on the third day he rose bodily from the grave and was alive again forevermore and appeared to his disciples showing them many signs um that he was alive and talking to them about the kingdom of god and then he ascended into heaven and poured
poured out his spirit on the church uh, to make us the people of God. So his ministry was awesome, but also from a certain point of view, Jesus was all these things. He was he was not one of the Pharisees and Sadducees. He wasn't in charge when he was born. He was a poor in spirit. He, he was acquainted with sorrow and grief. He did mourn. He was meek. He could have destroyed anyone who was against him, and instead he stayed meek and was humble and just allowed people to work out the evil in their heart, uh, knowing that God was good for it. He did hunger and thirst for righteousness. He was constantly calling the disciples and Israel and everyone around him back to the right way. Um, he was, you know, if anyone was ever merciful, Jesus, the King of Kings, was merciful. He was pure in heart. He was a peacemaker, and he was the Son of God. And people did persecute him because of his righteousness, and um, people reviled him, persecuted him, uttered all kinds of evil against him falsely, and. Uh, he always was full of joy. He rejoiced and was glad, for he knew his reward was great in heaven, and he knew he was one like the prophets that were persecuted before him. Okay? So what Jesus is doing is he isn't trying to be, you know, just weird for weird's sake, like blessed are you when you're poor. You know, it wasn't like some Yoda, Oprah type sayings. He was really opening up the way that the kingdom of heaven works to these guys. He was saying, look, this world is dominated by evil. And I know that, and you know that, and if I'm here because I am the difference, I, I have conquered the world, you'll see as you follow me, you'll see. But here at the beginning of his ministry, he was laying it out for them, like, you being poor in spirit, meek, hungry and thirsty, all these things, these, these won't stand against you from inheriting the kingdom. As a matter of fact, they're going to stand in for you. You are in a good place no matter where you're at because the kingdom is worth it. Um, God is saw fit to give you the kingdom. So all none of these things disqualifies you from receiving this gift that God is giving. As a matter of fact, it helps. Okay, It's like some of the other weird things that Jesus said, like it's hard for a rich person to go to heaven. It'd be easier for uh, some, a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Um, Jesus was fond of saying these things like, the way things are now, God, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. But if a man be born again, um, he can receive the kingdom. Okay, so there's so much more I could say, but I think you can see already that um, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That is a powerful verse, and if you're going to work today and you're like get harassed constantly or left out or kind of poked fun at and stuff at your work or in your family or anything uh, because of your faith in Christ, this is probably already a, a, a very encouraging verse to you. So, But I think when you look at it in its greater context, it becomes even more powerful. You know, because it's really it's it's the nature of reality. It's the nature of um, abstaining from this world and not trying to quote unquote win in this world is the way of the kingdom. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Okay, so as usual, there's so much more I could say, but I I think that's good enough. And the original audience, like I say, Jesus' disciples. So Jesus was sharing with them like the charter of the kingdom, so that and you'll watch as you read through the rest of the gospels and then you read through Acts, you'll see this this message here would have served them very well because they would have been um, looking for the right things to know that the kingdom of heaven is happening. And you, you think especially about the apostle Paul, um, as he carried forward the kingdom of God, he was always these things, hungry and thirsty for righteousness. He was a peacemaker between the Jewish and Gentile people. Um, he had one goal in mind. He was pure in heart. He was merciful. 
Uh, he hungered and thirsted for righteousness. He was meek. He was always in prison. He was always being persecuted and chased around. And he understood that this was what it looks like uh, when the kingdom of heaven is yours. Okay. So very encouraging words. Now, I think it's pretty obvious where we can see Christ in these verses because it is him talking and it is the shape and size of his um, ministry here in the world. So I would heavily recommend um, Matthew 5 and 6 and 7 to you if you're a new Christian. Um, I would heavily recommend it to you if you're a Christian of any kind. But um, going through Matthew 5, 6, and 7, I mean, you will get an education, man, in spiritual living in the ways of the kingdom of God. And it's stuff that you read slowly and take your time and then you go back and read it again and then you read it again and you pray about it and you think about it. But um, all in all, it, it really rewards uh, multiple readings and prayerful readings and meditation and um, memorization. Okay, so I can I can do no less than heavily recommend it to you um, for that. All right, thank you so much for being along for the ride. Um, I hope today's episode helped you, as I know it's encouraged me just just putting it out there. Appreciate you guys. Um, I think next week, if everything goes well, um, we're going to have a guest from the congregation. So it's not some. It's not special guests, some special speaker. No, better than that. It's just somebody from our congregation who had a question about a Bible verse. So I said, man, why don't you come on and uh, ask your question here, and we'll we'll do it as part of the show. So I don't know where that'll come up in the episodes um, exactly, but it should be coming up pretty soon. And if you have any uh, verses that you'd like to um, ask about, you can always email me, J-S-E-R-R-A at thecrosspoint.com, and I'd be happy to try to get to them. All right. Love doing this with you guys. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.